Peace Women Across the Globe. A podcast about women's contribution to peace building all over the world. Yo soy Alejandra Miller Restrepo. Bueno, una mujer feminista. My name is Alejandra Miller Restrepo. I'm a feminist, a militant for peace. I've been a professor at the university and for more than 20 years now, I've been part of the movement against civil war in Colombia. I'm not from the capital, Bogota, but from the department of Cauca. That's the region that has been one of the most affected from the armed conflict in the There I became active in the peace movement, namely in the Ruta Pacifica de las Mujeres, where I became working on the question of peace and gender. As a member of the movement, I became involved in supporting women who were victims of armed conflict. I wanted their voices to be heard. It has been about 24 years now since I was invited to a huge gathering of women around the Ruta Pacifica de las Mujeres. The idea was to literally walk through our department that, as I said, was very much affected by the armed conflict. It was mostly women in rural areas who were raped, forced to join the army, and brutalized. And these atrocities were silenced. So we were 3,000 women who entered areas where nobody ever went to, places where not even the government dared to go. It was important for us to tell these women that they are not alone, that we were there, we as women, and that we were aware of what's happening in their lives. We demanded that these women be respected. I think that this huge mobilization definitely changed my life. I didn't choose the path of violence or the path of weapons, but I chose the path of peace. I was convinced, and I'm still convinced, that this is the only way to get out of this very difficult situation. Later I became the coordinator of the movement, and I was elected a few years ago as a member of the Comisión de la Verdad, the Truth Commission. When you live in a situation in which every second you might be hit by a bullet, or a bomb might explode next to you, or you might be hijacked. Well, I think when you live through all this, your priority in life changed dramatically. It also means that you really long for the end of violence. When you have experienced this kind of violence in the place you live, your perspective differs quite a lot from those people who are lucky enough to live in a safe and secure city. But this is what makes us more determined in our fight. And it also means that we have a deeper understanding of what peace really means. If you have experienced war and destruction, this enables you to know what it means to live in peace. This is the sensitivity we have. It's the sensitivity of those who have lived in the region of conflict. Because when you've lived the war, you can talk about the importance of peace. 
eh, y yo creo que esa es la sensibilidad con la que crecemos quienes hemos vivido en estos lugares de, de guerra y de conflicto. Un altísimo porcentaje de las familias colombianas han sido afectadas por el conflicto armado en distintas formas, unas más cercanas, otras. A very large number of Colombian families have been affected by the conflict. Some more, some less. Our family was no exception. My mother's two younger brothers disappeared. One was taken by a paramilitary group. We still don't know who took the second brother. So I think, yes, the fact of being directly affected by the conflict means that you have a higher level of consciousness. As far as my two uncles go, we still couldn't find them. All I know is that one of the paramilitary soldiers confessed to the fact-finding mission of the Colombian government that he had killed my uncle and that his body was thrown in the river so that any further search for him would be pointless. I still don't know what happened to my second uncle. Colombia es un país que ha vivido durante más de 50 años en guerra, en conflicto armado. Y hemos tenido algunos momentos muy importantes. En la década de los 90 hubo la desmovilización, la dejación de armas de varios Colombia grupos. Colombia es un país que ha vivido con armas de conflicto por los últimos 50 años. Pero ha habido algunos cambios importantes también. Primero, la desmovilización de la guerrilla en los 90 fue conseguida. Pero el cambio más importante, por supuesto, ha sido una década antes, cuando el grupo de guerrilla de las Fuerzas Revolucionarias Colombianas, the FARC, decided to engage in a peace-building process when President Juan Manuel Santos was in power. This process ended in 2016 with a remarkable outcome, the signature of a peace agreement, an agreement that acknowledged the structural causes of the armed conflict, an agreement that was a source of hope for Colombia. Unfortunately, this spirit of hope has now diminished as we see the emergence of new political forces in my country, with a new government that is determined to discreetly dismantle the peace process. At the same time, I must say that post-conflict periods are generally difficult, so setbacks are common. That's why shooting and fighting is not over, despite the fact that almost all the faction of the FARC have renounced violence. We still have other small and active terrorist groups that make it difficult to implement the peace process, but, well, we are obstinate. We are pursuing our struggle. And a part of this is the Truth Commission, the Comisión de la Verdad. Pero bueno, somos tercos y ahí seguimos y creemos que el acuerdo trae otras cosas muy importantes que sí estamos trabajando, como la Comisión de la Verdad. En el punto 5 de los acuerdos de paz firmados con las FARC en La Habana, Aparece, se llama el punto de las víctimas, de los derechos de las víctimas, y se crea eh, una nueva institucionalidad. Paragraph 5 of the agreement signed in La Habana explicitly mentions the victim of the conflict. The agreement also provides for the establishment of three new institutions. 
First, a special jurisdiction for the peace process. A court responsible for trying and sentencing those responsible for the crimes. Second, a special unit in charge of locating the disappeared. Remember that in Colombia, more than 80,000 persons have been disappeared by force. This must count as a brutal humanitarian drama. The task of the special unit is to help families deal with the loss of their loved ones and learn everything about the circumstances of their disappearance. The third new institution is the Comisión de la Verdad, the Truth Commission. Our task is to deliver a report for all Colombians within the next three years. This report will give insight into the causes and the impact of the armed conflict. Almost 9 million people have been affected. So our endeavor is to explain the Colombian people what really happened in the last 50 years of conflict, what happened to our society, why it happened, and who is to be held responsible in this very long story of violence and pain. This is our task, to tell the truth. We're going to tell the story through the voices of the victims. On the one hand, we are recording the stories of all those affected by the conflict. On the other hand, we're gathering available facts about the civil war, meaning collecting articles, books, documents we find in universities, archives, institutions, and so on. On this basis, we hope to be able to write a report that explains the causes of the conflict. And we hope that this can be an important source of reconciliation. You know, you can't talk about reconciliation, and you can't make steps towards reconciliation if you don't find the truth. We've seen peace processes fail in other countries, so our aim is to find the profound and perhaps painful truth, a truth that would help us not to repeat the same story again and again. Es una reconciliación de mentiras. Lo hemos visto en otros países del mundo y nuestra aspiración, por supuesto, es un informe que muestra una verdad profunda que duele seguramente, pero que nos ayudará a seguir hacia adelante para no repetir esta historia. Que es víctima del silencio. Bueno, yo creo que viene de una, de, de una profunda militancia en el feminismo. My commitment is deeply rooted in feminism and in an understanding of what has been the most significant revolution of the past years, the revolution of women. So I am convinced that pacifism has to be a strategy not only for Colombia, but for the world. Para Colombia y para el mundo. Yo creo que fue una cosa muy heredada de mi madre, pero sin que ella lo denominara de esa manera. Yo creo que mi madre siempre ha sido una mujer feminista y pacifista sin, sin decirlo así. Sin I think I inherited this conviction from my mother, who has always been a peace worker and a feminist, without calling it by the name. But I remember that as a child I always heard my mother talk about women's rights, about the necessity of peace building. Cuando a uno le toca la guerra y el conflicto, mi madre tuvo, tiene dos hermanos, dos tíos míos, dos hermanos. And I think when you're so directly confronted with violence as my mother was, with the disappearance of her two brothers, you start reflecting on what it means to bring this conflict to an end. Eh, pues eso te pone a pensar en la necesidad urgente de terminar con eso y de avanzar para que otras personas no sientan lo que nuestras familias han vivido con el conflicto. 
Bueno, mira, nosotros en la comisión somos 11 personas, 6 hombres y 5 mujeres. Nuestro presidente es un sacerdote. La comisión tiene 11 miembros, 5 mujeres y 6 hombres. El presidente de la comisión es un sacerdote, el jesuit Francisco de Rue, que es un militante para los derechos humanos en Colombia. I became a miembro de esta comisión después de un proceso de selección largo. I was nominated to become a member by the women's movement, and I was then selected by a highly qualified committee in a transparent and open procedure. My main motivation to work in this commission is to make visible the sufferings of women in armed conflict, to show and express the impact of violence on their bodies and in their lives. But it's not only the victimization of women, it's also about their stories of resistance, their stories of peace building, and the reconstruction of the social fabric that was so deeply damaged in this armed conflict. I also want to draw attention to the lesbian and gay community in Colombia, since the LGBT community was deeply hurt and their voices always silenced. En muchos territorios, los actores armados ejercían una violencia que llamaban correctiva. Paramilitares, especialmente, pero de todo. In many regions, the perpetrators, mainly paramilitary groups, and some others, applied what they called corrective measures. This meant that members of the LGBT communities were raped. And this was meant as a punishment in order to destroy their sexual orientation. Gay men were especially raped with this perverse justification. And this is why the commission is also working on the basis of psychosocial interventions. Para que enderezaran, entre comillas, su camino, muchos hombres gays fueron violados por la misma razón. Por eso la Comisión de la Verdad también está trabajando desde un enfoque psicosocial, porque sabemos que hablar del dolor, pues duele, por supuesto. We have to talk a lot about the pain and the suffering. It hurts to talk about all this, of course, but we can't avoid that. But all the teams receive thorough training so that the stories that they are gathering can become a healing factor for the victims. This has to do with the way you listen, how you talk to the victims. It has to do with respect. It has to do with giving the person you're interviewing the assurance that she or he is heard with dignity. So the training also implies the building of trust. Victims have to trust the members of the commission when they tell their stories, and they must know that the commission is a safe place to speak. Every person must be given the certainty that what they are recounting makes sense and that the pain they suffer when they remember what really happened to them is meaningful. Nosotros creemos que, bueno, la comisión va a trabajar con víctimas, está trabajando con víctimas de distintos lugares, porque este conflicto afecta. The commission works with the victims, and we have victims on very different sides. We talk to those who were members of a terrorist organization, a paramilitary group, or the military. We talk to businessmen, farmers, peasants, or indigenous groups. 
We start from the assumption that every group has its own structured and preformed memory. So every faction will tell a different story, and the commission has the obligation to listen to them all, to men and women on different sides. Our aim is to collect between 16,000 and 22,000 testimonials. This means that we will not collect all the memories of the almost 9 million people affected. Also, we will not be able to find out why single individuals, a son or a daughter or any other family member, have disappeared. But we fervently hope that by collecting testimonials of as many victims as possible, we will be able to draw up a kind of pattern of the conflict. So we will not be able to bring light to each of the personal stories and atrocities, but we hope to give a clear idea of what this conflict is about, what the driving forces behind it were, and so that everyone can identify with the stories being told. Esa, digamos, es un poco la metodología con la que vamos a abordar. Y nosotros creemos que efectivamente la gente quiere saber... We are talking of multiple truths and of a basic pattern in this conflict. This is the methodology we're using. We believe that people want to know the truth and truth will foster understanding of what happened to us. Y por esa vía ayuda a que esto no se repita. We believe that this process will be decisive for a new society that will never let it happen again. But we do not only want to retrieve stories of violence and despair. We want to focus as well on strategies of resistance and on resilience. So we try to look at both the sides of the victims and the side of those who resisted. Nosotros tenemos en el mandato de la Comisión de la Verdad un punto que nos dice que debemos trabajar por los impactos de los excombatientes y las excombatientes y sus familias. One task we were given by the mandate is to investigate the impact of violence on families. Everybody has a family, even those who were members of terrorist or paramilitary groups. So we listen to them as well. Pero es parte de lo que tendremos que indagar más a profundidad de la comisión. Tuvieron distintas formas de violencias intrafilas. Ya hay grupos que han venido denunciando. We know that especially women fighters suffered sexual violence and forced abortions. So we listen to these women fighters. We must understand that they were not only perpetrators but victims at the same time. So I think this aspect of the armed conflict will be an important part of the final report que aunque han sido responsables y combatientes, pues muy seguramente también han sido víctimas. Nosotros tendremos que abordar eso y plantearlo también en uno de los acápites del, del informe final.
que en nuestras tierras han existido algo más que el silencio, las tumbas, el desplazamiento... Pero yo quisiera decirte que tenemos en este momento un contexto político muy difícil, muy complejo. Yo te decía que estamos viendo un posconflicto eh, que tiene muchas repeticiones del conflicto armado. But I have to say we're experiencing a difficult situation in this post-conflict period. It is no secret that the political climate in the present government is quite hostile towards the peace process. We know that the political party in power today was against the peace treaty. So we live in a time where the institutions established for the peace process are under criticism and attack. This is also a threat to our work pues la implementación de los acuerdos de paz se han dado pues se han dado muchos incumplimientos ha habido unos ataques muy fuertes al sistema integral de verdad justicia y reparación que mencionaba antes a la a la JEPA la justicia especial para la paz Although the Truth Commission is a formally independent institution it depends on government money and the equation is very simple whoever has the money has the power our funding was cut by 40% this year And we believe this is due to a government unwilling to believe in the transitional institutions and their importance for the country. This said, I want to emphasize that the Commission is doing its work and that the support we had and still have from the international community, from the EU and from Switzerland, It's extremely important for us, not only on a financial, but also on a political level. It is this support that enables us to work in the most remote area of the country, not in Medellín, not in Bogotá, but in places like Putomayo, in Cauca, and all the distant and sometimes hidden areas where the conflict was intense and bloody. These are the places in our country where the population still lives in fear, because there are still shootings, there is still violence, but there is also the will to talk, and we are doing everything possible to get to those places. Hay miedo, hay miedo porque se están repitiendo muchas cosas del conflicto armado, pero también hay muchas ganas de hablar. Hay muchas ganas de, de contar su verdad a la Comisión de la Verdad. Y nosotros estamos haciendo todo nuestro esfuerzo para llegar a esos lugares. Pues es inevitable sentir el miedo. Miedo yo creo que sentimos mucho. El, el gobierno nos ha ofrecido... Of course we are afraid. We feel fear. The government has offered us armed protection, but we refused. We enter into an intimate and personal relation with a victim who are surrounded by weapons. So our only safeguard is the support of the population in the places we visit. We are protected by the community. When we travel around the country, we speak to the victims, and they are the only protection we get from the affected people in the territories we travel in. We are afraid, yes, but as another woman, a member of Ruta Pacifica de las Mujeres, once said, it is better to live with fear than to not live due to fear. Como decían algunas mujeres eh, de la Ruta Pacífica, es mejor ser con miedo que dejar de ser por miedo. 
Totalmente, nosotros semanalmente estamos fuera de Bogotá, en los territorios, en la región. So we travel every week, and we are embedded in the communities we visit. We have expert groups who work for the commission all over the country, and some of them travel very far. For instance, one group made a 20-hour trip from the city of Popayán to a remote community of 800 people far away in the mountains, first by car, then by horse, a community that was completely cut off during the conflict, a place nobody ever went to, not the government, nor any NGOs. But we went there by horse. I think that this community and others like it are grateful to us. And that's the reason why they protect us. And that's, as I said, the only protection we have. Parte de lo que la gente agradece, las comunidades agradecen, y yo creo que por eso nos protegen. Esa es nuestra única protección. En este, en este tiempo que llevo como comisionada de la Comisión de la Verdad, he podido aprender mucho. I've learned a lot from my work in the Commission. I believe that the most important lesson is to really listen. It's all about listening in an active and empathetic way. It's about listening in a healing way. And I must say that I'm impressed by the ability of the victims to forgive. Yo creo que las víctimas me han enseñado su capacidad de perdonar. Yo creo que eso es impresionante, es decir, cuando uno habla con las víctimas y las víctimas dicen, nosotros queremos una verdad que nos repare. Most of the victims have a clear message. First you want to know the truth, and then they will be able to forgive, to put an end to hate and violence. That's the second lesson I learned from the victims. The ability to forgive and to understand. Es parte de todo ese aprendizaje que yo creo que va a seguir hasta estos próximos años. Yo creo que mi sueño es que este informe sea como un espejo en el que la sociedad colombiana nos miramos. I really hope that our report will work as a mirror, a mirror for Colombian society a mirror that will reflect the mistakes we made and the responsibility we have as a society to make sure that this will never happen again. That's our aspiration. To write a report that will not end up as a forgotten document somewhere in the library, we work for a report that will wake us up. It must become a document in which we find what really happened, a document that explains to the victim the causes of the conflict. And we must have, as a society, a deep understanding of the sufferings, of the pain, and all we must do to move forward as a country of peace and reconciliation. Se ha ido del campo, huyó de la ciudad, se ha quedado la tierra sin poder volar, y ahora la tenemos que encontrar.
women across the globe a podcast about women's contribution to peace this is a production of podcast lab in collaboration with the ngo peace women across the globe the podcast series peace women across the globe is available on spotify and itunes on Facebook and the website 1000peacewomen.org we welcome your comments <laughs>